0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order.
1: Additional terms apply.
2: Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap in wealth through Web3. What gets you up in the morning? What motivates you and drives you? Two of the reasons that are very near and dear to my heart is that Web3 needed more women and it was just not user-friendly. Each week, we'll be learning from powerful women sharing their insights on topics. I guess everybody was shocked that I left Amazon to go to a startup. There was an article that was published, I think it was in the New York Times, and we ended up getting, I don't know, 1,500 job applicants. And we have how-tos from founders and builders who have been. There. There and done that. And CAMs, when we looked at them, only 2% were women. He was a huge fan of my show and he was like a little bit starstruck
1: when he was asked to be on the show. I had this sinking feeling because I was like, oh boy, he's not going to like me after this interview because I had all of these
0: tough questions for him. <laughs>
2: Healing sessions to give you the power to overcome imposter syndrome and everything you need to level up in your crypto journey. The
0: soulful expression that I was seeing and how
2: people were authentically exuding their true self. At the end of each podcast, stick around for some zen with the relaxing meditation to center you after absorbing all the stories and the knowledge. Remember, always look to the sky above, earth below, and the fire within. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web 3. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web 3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur this podcast is for you let's get it on today's show we're talking about representation digital identities and the metaverse here today we have the perfect person representing the most amazing nft brand to come talk to you today now before we get into it i wanted to share some interesting information global spending on vr and ar which is the metaverse's foundational technologies is expected to rise from $12 billion in the year 2020 to $72.8 billion in 2024. And today, there are over 400 million monthly active users in the metaverse. And of those 400 million people, only 14% of those are women with access to metaverse platforms like Decentraland, The Sandbox, or Roblox. World of Women is one of the world's leading NFT brands in a global community celebrating and championing representation, inclusion, and equality in Web3 and beyond. From day one, they've donated to organizations making a positive impact for women and girls, climate, humanitarian emergencies, and more. Their mission is to build an inclusive Web3 through its collection and community and to create opportunities for anyone around the world to be owners, creators, and contributors. In March 2022, The Sandbox, which is a decentralized gaming platform made by players, set in a virtual world in the metaverse, where players can build, own, and monetize their gaming experience, teamed up with World of Women. The Sandbox invested $25 million to the World of Women Foundation to be used over the course of the next five years to invest in education and mentorship to increase female participation in Web3 and the metaverse. Here today, I have the pleasure of having Shannon Snow, the Chief Operating Officer of World of Women. Before joining World of Women in June 2022, Shannon led United States Entertainment at Meta, helping entertainment, media, and sports companies move into the metaverse. She basically grew up at Google, spending over a decade at Google, building and leading teams. She's a public speaker on Web3, the metaverse, entertainment, and using tech for good. She angel invests in female and diverse founders with the goal of empowering the next generation of tech leaders. Welcome, Shannon Snow.
0: Thank you. It's such an honor to be here, and I love what you do. Thank you for inviting us into this space.
2: Yes, thank you so much for everything that you do. We're so excited to learn more about your journey, but first, what gets you up in the morning?
0: I would say that having the opportunity to make the world better for women in tech and now in Web3 is really what gets me up in the morning. What I actually do when I wake up in the morning is try to drink as much water as possible and do yoga because I think, as you know, (laughs) it can be tough out there in tech for women And we want to change that. And I've always wanted to use tech for good. My entire career, I've seen the potential of technology to really be game-changing. And I think that's accelerated more and more in our generation. And so the ability to take the incredible advancements that we've seen in our lifetime and use them to make the world a better place for women is what makes me happy to wake up every day.
2: Gosh, and it sounds like you're in the right environment to do so with everything World of Women does. My producer and I are both super curious. What is it like to be a chief operating officer, especially for World of Women, but as a woman? And what do you see are the obstacles?
0: So it was so amazing to come into the chief operating officer role. For context, you mentioned that I grew up at Google. At the time when I joined Google, Sheryl Sandberg was the head of our organization. She wasn't yet uh, a COO. She moved to Facebook while I was at Google. And one of my first meetings as a new leader at Google was the day that Sheryl Sandberg left and announced that she was going over to Facebook. It was one of the most inspirational things I've ever witnessed because she had built this huge team. She had grown. Google had thrived under her leadership on the business side. And she basically told, gathered all of us in the room from the most senior leaders to the most junior leaders. I think it was maybe my second or third week on the leadership team. And she was like, listen, guys, we have built this incredible organization. I've built the team of my dreams. You have it from here and I'll leave you to your meeting. And then she literally walked out the door and it was just such an inspirational moment of simultaneously empowering her team and saying, hey, you guys got it from here. You don't need me anymore. But taking this next step into a chief operating officer role. So later in my career, I had the opportunity to join Facebook and work under Cheryl's org again with her as chief operating officer. And so I always knew that it was something that I wanted to be. And I saw many of my former colleagues from Google and Facebook move in from operational roles at big tech companies to COO roles at startups. So it was something that I had seen so many women that I admire do and ultimately wanted to do myself. From a business standpoint, I was already a holder of World of Women. I was a huge fan of the project, the mission, the vision and the team. So when I saw that they were growing and they were hiring a COO, a light just went on in my head saying this is it. You know, this is the role I've wanted for my entire career and this is the company that inspires me most in Web3 and in life. So for me it was a no-brainer to come in and, and serve the WOW community in a new capacity as part of the team. And I think the challenge, honestly, is just living up to the expectations that I have for myself, the expectations the community has. I think that the mission of World of Women is to ensure that we are championing equity, inclusion, and representation in Web3 and beyond. And I think that's generational work. That's work that's going to take a lifetime. And so I think the biggest challenge that I really face coming into this is knowing how much I value our mission and how critically I take our purpose and making sure that I'm living up to that every day in service of our community, our holders, and women around the world.
2: Whoa, thank you. Wow, so incredible. Thank you for sharing that experience and especially what inspired you. That's really powerful. You mentioned so many things that we're going to touch on in this show which is representation equity inclusion but also world of women and what they're doing across the globe i mentioned this is a global community you recently released a skin for the world of women myself i'm a world of women galaxy holder i absolutely love the mission of wow and for everybody listening wow is just the shortening of world of women in this effort to release a new skin there is a quote that comes along with this image and it says every woman deserves respect, happiness and freedom. It's disheartening, it's crippling what's happening in Iran especially with the women who are fighting there. And World of Women donated 20,000 to support women in Iran to support safety from the morality police, which is an enforcer of culturally held rules for women in Iran which is perceived across the world in different ways, but especially here in the United States where women experience a lot more freedom than most countries. We see women there as being held back and as being oppressed. What is World of Women's stance on this? And what is the future of support for for those women?
0: So we are really lucky that we have some great leaders in philanthropy and in giving in our team. Ina Mojo is our head of philanthropy. She's a UN ambassador and has been a global activist for change throughout her career. Yam Karkai, who is our founder and lead artist, was recently honored as a UN SDG ally for the work that World of Women has done around the sustainable development goals. And we certainly have always made giving back something that we have done from the start. World of Women has donated $2 million to causes around the world mostly supporting women and girls' empowerment, as well as social justice and environmental justice. Ultimately, what guides us is making the world a better place for women. We know that around the world, there's always going to be differing opinions of what that means. We're very anchored to the fact that we're a global company, but we know that it's a really hard time globally to be a woman right now. So when we heard about what was happening in Iran, our community was quite distraught. And one of the artists that we have worked with through our Wow Fund, our Wow Fund purchases art from artists. We have over 300 artists in our fund with the idea of using the world of women brands to uplift the art of others. Roy Art, who is one of our artists, she had created a really stunning piece, and she agreed to have it auctioned to support the women of Iran and aid what is happening and bring awareness. So our team put together a skin that you could put on your World of Women and add it to social media, to the quote that you said that every woman deserves freedom, respect, happiness. So we had our community put that skin on to raise awareness. We auctioned off that incredible piece donated by Royart. And we additionally made a donation from World of Women to United for Iran, which uses technology to keep the women of Iran safe. Ultimately, we thought that this was just a moment that was really critical for women, that we wanted to give away, no matter who you are, to show support, whether it's just putting the skin on your wow and saying, hey, I stand for justice for women, or if you wanted to participate in the auction, our goal is to find ways for people to use technology for good and and social justice. And we thought that this was a moment where we wanted to stand with the women of the world.
2: Yes, it truly is a positive and powerful impact in the world of social justice, especially for women across the globe. I think it speaks a lot of volumes and thank the WOW community for doing something like this and look forward to seeing how we can support uh, as a community of women. Now, as far as representation, representation is so important. What is representation to you? And why is it so important in real life and in the metaverse?
0: I'm so glad you asked this question. I'll talk a little bit about it from the perspective of World of Women and then perspective from myself, because I think it all blends together. So when World of Women launched, it was really at a critical time. So many profile pic collections were launching, were gaining traction, and they generally only featured male avatars. And so the challenge that World of Women really solved was... If women can't represent themselves in the metaverse and in Web3, how can they actually have a voice and make change and have impact in Web3? So when WoW launched, it became one of the first breakthrough collections to feature all female avatars, and they're very diverse. We have a huge community of non-binary and diverse people in our community that feel and see represented by being part of World of Women. And I think it's one of the reasons that it was a phenomenon. We've surveyed our holders, which include both men and women. And what unites them is the fact that even if they're not a woman, they believe that women should have representation in this space. And for women holding, it's like, hey, this is the first collection that I really saw where I could see myself, where I wanted to represent them, myself this way. And for so many dads, fathers, allies in our community, they say, hey, I bought a world of women because I want this historical piece to pass on to my daughter. And I want her to be able to represent herself this way. And that message really resonated with me. I had been working my entire career in tech. And luckily, I had a ton of female role models. Uh, Google especially was a great environment for women. I feel like I had a lot of that, and which is why I spent so much time there in my career. But more broadly... Most of the women that I worked with outside of certain companies, they really struggled. They didn't have critical mass of female support. They didn't have the mentors that they needed to succeed. And so when I saw what World of Women was doing in the space of Web3, it just hit me. You know, If we go into this next phase of technology, I don't want history to repeat itself again. I don't want that struggle that so many people had to happen to the next generation of women. So it was one of the things that inspired me to join um, World of Women and to make sure that we're putting more female role models into this space. And it's why I appreciate what you're doing so much to show that we are showing up, we are putting that investment in and we're making ourselves visible to inspire that next generation.
2: Thank you for increasing visibility, especially for women like myself, who have crazy curly hair, I'm mixed Filipino and Black. And and I agree. When I first joined the space, you know, last year or sometime, there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of like uh, monkeys, apes, all sorts of uh, very, very uh, masculine representation in the NFT space. And it's still very heavily masculine. And a lot of brands like World of Women are, are working towards representation and inclusion for women. So when I found like the perfect skin color at the World of Women, I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> I try to make sure that, you know, when I choose a profile picture, it matches me in some way. And I think a lot of women feel the same. Join me at Coindesk Consensus 2023, where Web3 meets IRL, happening April 26th through 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer among creators, builders, founders, brands, entrepreneurs, investors, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit events.coindesk.com consensus 2023. I wanted to chat with you a little bit more. What is the metaverse to you? And why is it important? So you you talked a little bit about why women should know more about it, but specifically, why is it important to invite more women and girls into the metaverse?
0: For me, the metaverse is the next and more immersive version of the internet. I think that there's a lot of talk about Web One being, you know, the read-only internet, Web Two being read-write, and Web Three being read-write-own. And I think what has talked a lot about that. But when we think about the metaverse, like I think there's also sort of a timeline of just the internet becoming more immersive, right? Um, you know, there was the text, you know, reading it on a desktop, then there was going mobile, which allowed a lot of the rewrite capability. And then with the next generation of VR and soon AR devices with Apple's AR launch coming up, you know, there's going to be this alternate timeline of new immersive technology driven driven by what device cap- capabilities we have and i think just as we saw with mobile driving so much more sharing you know so much more social activity because we weren't able to just look at what was happening we were able to contribute i think that with ar vr and other metaverse technologies this ideal that we are going to be even more immersed via these new modalities of technology and what I think is really important is that women and diverse people are involved from the start because if we don't show up early to these technologies and we're not involved in designing them, they're not going to be fun and we're not going to do the things that we want to do with them. <laughs> you know, We're not going to be connect in the ways that we want to connect. We're not going to make it a space where we can truly have fun and make the type of impact. And so for me, I'm an optimist in life, but I'm also a realist. I think that this technology is going to move forward, whether we like it or not, you know, whether you're pro metaverse or you're not, you know, these technologies are emerging. I think that the more we can get involved in shaping how they're used, the more equitable and more opportunity we'll be able to be created by having them become more popular.
2: Yes, I agree a thousand percent. I think there's going to be a lot more happening in the metaverse, especially like you mentioned with Apple's release of products. More companies are investing millions, billions of dollars into the metaverse. A lot of companies don't want to be left out. We see this by, you know, meta creating products. Just Facebook changing its name to meta was a huge movement towards uh, embracing the metaverse and its build. And you talked a little bit about, oh, you talked a lot about representation and the metaverse and why it's important to invite women and girls. What are some of the in real life benefits of participating in the metaverse?
0: So I would say that everything I do is graded on the fact that am I learning and experiencing new things? We are so early. A lot of us think that it's going to be 10 years before, you know, the metaverse as truly put forth of interoperable, you know, completely immersive experience will really exist. I think that we'll look back on these times. And it will feel as if we're you know, in the stage of of stone writing on walls versus beautiful novels. And so at this point, I think the important thing is learning and investing in your education. Because as the technology evolves, you don't want to have to jump into something five years from now and have it be too big of a leap. So I think if you're someone who's not involved in any type of AR, VR, metaverse technologies, I think how I would think about it is this is an opportunity to grow, this is an opportunity to invest in my skills. Every company I talk to is thinking about how they are going to transition into this next stage of technology, similar to how they transition to mobile from desktop. And they're all looking for people who understand Web3 and the metaverse and feel comfortable jumping into that type of environment. So I think from a career standpoint, it can also be a huge career accelerator to be someone who is open to coming in, learning, experimenting, and growing. I know when I first joined Google, you know, fresh out of school at that time, no one knew about, you know, building an online business. No one knew how Google search worked. I mean, now this seems ridiculous, but at that time they were like, there's no one has done this, right? We don't have an option to hire people all we can do is hire the smartest people we know who are willing to learn. And I think that's what the wave is going to be as more companies transition into Web3 and Metaverse. No one's done it. Everything's an experiment. We're all learning as we go, go along. But if you're someone who's willing to lean in, experiment, get a few things right, get a few things wrong, you're going to be the type of person who is going to be set up for success as we make this transition into the next wave of technology.
2: Yes. Speaking of leaning in and, and transitioning to the Metaverse, World of Women is in partnership with The Sandbox, which is the decentralized gaming platform I was talking about. What is going on there?
0: So Sandbox has been an amazing partner in so many ways. You mentioned at the top of the show, the incredible partnership that we have to empower women to enter the, um, the metaverse and Web3. They've had incredible funding for us, $25 million, to make sure that we're working together to have a better pipeline for women and girls. Our foundation is working really actively on some educational resources that I'm extremely excited about that we'll be launching soon, as well as doing some new programs to help girls get introduced to the idea of NFTs and Web3. For example, our foundation has a new program called Let's Mint, where they are taking 300 girls who will be able to have an educational day where they learn to mint their own and buy their own NFT. Um, So we will be funding for them uh, dollars to not only um, participate in that program, but also the funds to purchase their first NFT. And I think getting um, girls involved in really creative ways is just a way to capture imagination, to take away the stigma of this is something that's too technical or this is something that's not for me. Ultimately, NFTs combine the best of art and technology. And I think starting early and creating educational programs that allow girls to see that it can be fun and creative is just one more way to capture people's imagination for this technology.
2: Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) I wanted to applaud while you were talking, just the, the whole initiative with Let's Mint is so phenomenal and so happy that you are enabling girls especially to understand how to be a part of this really really i mean profitable area of web3 which is nfts i wanted to go back to the sandbox and the world of women teaming up um, and yeah. with that what does that sort of look like what can we do with our world of women when we go to the sandbox if that makes sense
0: yeah so if you have a world of women um, you actually additionally and a World of Women Galaxy, you can log into the sandbox and have a voxelized version of your World of Women. So not only do you have, you know, kind of the 2D wow, like you see, you know, behind me that you can use and have in 4K uh, in the sandbox. When you log in, you log in with your wallet and then you see a 3D version of your wow. So you can use your wow as your identity to go into the sandbox. And we've had a lot of great activations in the Sandbox as well. Our team recently all gathered in the Sandbox. Uh, we've had a team photo together. We have a WOW Museum where we showcase amazing art that uh, the WOW Fund has collected. And so ultimately for us, um, in partnership with the Sandbox, we, we love how people use their world of women as their digital identity in the 2D world, in Twitter and Instagram and other places online. And we see a vision of the future where hopefully you can use your world of women in other spaces, 3D spaces like the sandbox to also represent and play and be and experience and create with that identity as well.
2: Oh, so cool. In the same context, do you feel that the metaverse community can also be beneficial for older generations? We talked a lot about girls and women, but not just for future generations. You mentioned museum, you mentioned gaming. There's a lot of cool experiences there. But what about for older generations?
0: Yeah, well, it's very close to my heart. So, you know, my, I visited my dad over the holidays. And at the time, this was, this was last, last Christmas, and I hadn't yet joined World of Women. I was working at Meta, and I was working to help entertainment companies get into the metaverse. So partnering with the NBA to create the ability to watch NBA games in VR. You know, working with film studios to promote their films in Horizon Worlds. Uh, you know, helping translate entertainment into VR. So I went home, and my dad had never tried VR before. And so um, my husband and I, we got the headset. You know, my dad will turn 80 very soon, and I was actually really surprised about how naturally he got into the headset. He started playing around, interacting. You know, for those of you who haven't seen it, there's the VR product from Meta. It's called the Quest and it's a full immersive VR headset. And honestly, I was pretty shocked. Here's my dad. He's almost 80. He's in there. He's dancing with a robot. He's exploring. And I was like, dad, you actually seem really comfortable with this technology. And he said, well, yeah, honestly, to, you know, to be candid, I'm on my phone all the time, but my phone is really small. I can't see it that well. I feel like I'm always fumbling around. Like this allows me to actually move my body and already be inside it. And it was a huge aha moment for me because I had seen my dad struggle with the phone. And it just, you know, as many are, we all see our parents, you know, maybe not be 100% adopted into the new technology. And I thought it was because it's new, but it was really, it was because it was too small. And so it made me think as we develop new technologies, you know, VR obviously has a certain application, it's totally immersive, but I'm also excited about AR, you know, ways for us to access technology without always needing to hold these small devices. And could there be a better form factor that's actually more accessible for people? You know, if you can't see well, can we leverage, you know, more audio? Are there new ways that we can access the information and connectivity that we love from the internet? but form factors that allow us to do so in a way that is even more inclusive. So that was a huge aha moment for me. And I also see it in other ways as well. I in full transparency, you know, my my husband works also um, in the metaverse. Uh, he works with this company called Maloka, which is VR meditation. I love
2: Maloka. Sorry. Oh
0: my gosh, I'll tell him. <laughs> They do VR meditations. And it's super inspiring for me because the founding insight of why that company was founded was there are uh, many people in the world who experience trauma and would actually really benefit from meditation as a way to relieve trauma and to work through it. But what happens is if you've been someone who experiences trauma, you may re-experience trauma when you close your eyes. And so actually, you can't get the benefits of meditation because you're already reliving the trauma when you try to meditate. And so Maloka is solving this challenge by allowing you to put on a VR headset, meditate eyes open, and hopefully get the benefits, you know, without needing to to close your eyes. So some of those experiences with immersive VR technology have really shaped my vision of the fact that, sure, you know, young people might be the ones that, take it on first, but it really can be a range of people, whether you're older or whether you're coming from you know, a different type of background uh, to get benefits from these technologies that we never would have thought of.
2: Oh, I So many things with everything you're talking about. That was an aha moment for me as well. I never thought about, well, maybe I haven't spent enough time thinking about it, but I've never thought of um, VR technology being accessible, more accessible because you can touch it. You can take it. It was also very validating to hear. I mean, first of all, that's super cool that your husband works at Maloka. The first VR experience I had was with the Quest headset. And the mm-hmm. first app I used was Maloka because oh obviously I'm, a, I'm, I'm a meditation guide and I thought it was so beautiful. So why I bring this up of accessibility and relieving trauma, for example, in every meditation, I invite our listeners to leave to either they can close their eyes or they can gaze softly in front of them. That was because of what I learned from Maloka that you can relive stress through closed eyes. Often when when our eyes are closed, our mind can wander even quicker. When we are have our eyes open, it's easier to focus on something else that distracts us from that trauma. And so just in everybody listening, that's why I tell you you can keep your eyes open or closed. That's actually the reason. So that's why all this comes 360 here. Um, It's been such a pleasure having you here, Shannon. What are you most looking forward to in the future of the metaverse and world of women?
0: I'm honestly most looking forward to getting to know the women in our network and in our community. And I'll say why. There's that phrase where they say, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I feel really strongly about the World of Women community, the community that you know both has our World of Women uh, NFTs, as well as is a broader community of supporters. When we talk to the community over and over, they say it feels so good to be part of this incredible network of people that believe in a future, an inclusive future that I do. And so what I'm honestly most excited about for World of Women in the metaverse is not only logging into the sandbox and being able to gather with our voxelized avatars, but the people that I'm going to meet there, right? The metaverse is not going to be enjoyable unless we meet people that we truly care about and connect with people deeply. And so I care about seeing you there with your Wow I care about seeing all of the women that we're going to bring online into Web3 because ultimately at the end of the day, technology is a tool for good but it's a tool for us to connect and having meaningful and purposeful lives. So I think my, my favorite thing to look forward to is seeing you there. That
2: is so beautiful. Thank you, Shannon. Just, it's been such a pleasure having you here. We learned so much from you. Please do point our listeners to where they can get more information about World of Women and about you, uh, your Twitter or anything else you'd like to point them to.
0: Awesome. Well, please learn about our collection world of women dot art is our website and you can follow me on instagram shannon snow with an underscore
2: awesome oh i'll definitely follow you there i think i follow you on twitter but not instagram yet
0: (laughs) before we started the podcast
2: i mentioned i wrote a meditation in honor of you and of world of women and especially to honor the women who are fighting for their lives especially in iran So this week's meditation focuses on holding space for others. So before we jump into what that means and what holding space means, we can go ahead and start. Let's bring awareness to the body and the breath. Start by getting comfortable, whether you're in a chair, sofa, or on the floor. The back is straight, but relaxed and head and neck are aligned over the spine. Relax the shoulders, the arms, and hands can rest in your lap, on your tabletop, or at your sides if you're laying down. Whatever you need to get comfy, this is your practice. Take a deep clearing breath through your nose, and exhale, sigh the breath out through the mouth. Good. Two more times just like that. as you breathe i invite you to close your eyes or you can focus lightly on something in front of you scan the body for any tension and release it with the breath your forehead softens relax the tongue and the jaw the stomach softens your arms your back your legs feet and down to the toes relax follow each breath as it journeys ever so lightly in and out of the body each breath allow yourself to float
1: Into ease.
2: Good. For the next minute, continue to focus on your in breath and your out breath as the mind and body find stillness and inner peace. If you find your mind wandering, Just notice it and come back to the breath. Continue breathing as we explore what holding space is together. Holding space for someone is the selfless act of creating a safe space where they can freely express their emotions and be vulnerable without judgment it hurts to watch our loved ones suffer and to know that people are suffering we immediately want to do something offer something advice whether it's solicited or unsolicited or relate and share a similar story of suffering. One of the most supportive things that we can do for our friends and family or those who are struggling is to hold space for them. Repressed emotions have their way of manifesting in potentially harmful ways and with the power of holding space we can help. We do this just by being there whether it's in person, on the phone, a video call, in the metaverse, and any other medium that we can just be a listening ear, a comforting presence as they cry, vent, talk, sit in silence, work through their emotions and experience what they need to experience. Simply by holding space, just being there for them, physically or not, empowers them to find their own resolution. Giving someone the space to speak their truth, share their emotions uninhibited, and feel that trust from us, that space, is one of the greatest remedies we can offer start to come back to the body wiggle the toes and the fingers just by meditating we are relieving our stress or anxiety we're holding space for ourselves we're trying not to judge our thoughts our body our mind we're just here relaxing if you are laying down come to a sitting position with the head coming up last take one more collective breath with each other as we hold space for one another if you are closing your eyes gently flutter them open i hope that you feel relaxed and empowered to help hold space for others thank you so much For your practice and sharing this breath with each other, and thank you, Shannon, for being here with us. (laughs)
0: Thank you. I was totally transported by the meditation. I'm so glad we're still here. I was out there in the (laughs) in the metaverse, in the in the Um, the innerverse. (laughs) Thank you so much, Shannon. Amazing. Thank you. That was so beautiful. I really appreciate the opportunity.
2: I want to thank you all for listening to women who web three you can find us on the coindesk podcast network or anywhere you listen to podcasts i'm your host cams thank you for taking that step and changing the world together remember always look to the sky above earth below and the fire within
0: you've been listening to women who web 3 with host kamala ancantara the show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is 20-something by Danielle Musto. CAMS would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at CAMS, K-A-M-Z, at womenwhoweb3.com or podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening.